Hello, everybody. Welcome to uh, My Animated Life. I'm Declan Mangan. I am a sophomore at IU. I am studying filmmaking and cinematic arts in our Franklin Hall. And this shows up basically like me talking about animation, movies, TV shows, adult, maybe some kid stuff, depending. And then I guess I can reveal this. Uh, there are a few guests I have talked to who are willing to show up. Stay tuned for some uh, special episodes with some very special guests. Anyway, the first uh, the first topic of today uh, of uh, this series is uh, BoJack Horseman. which is a show on Netflix I think everybody has heard of. So we're going to start with a little background on the creator, Ralph Bob Waksberg. Uh, He grew up in Palo Alto, California with uh, his two sisters, and he was raised Jewish. Had a very simple childhood. Uh, Nothing of note happened around that time. We're going to skip around here and there with his uh, early life. Uh, In high school, he lamented that he wanted to be the the funniest kid in school, but people voted for him to be class clown. He also, uh, as a kid, he grew up with a lot of humor. Uh, Some of his favorite shows include The Simpsons, Seinfeld, and The Larry Sanders Show. Those were very influential in his writing styles and uh, would eventually lead into how he writes certain stories in his shows. Fun fact, a few fun facts, uh, minutes away from uh, Lisa Hanawalt, who would become the production designer of BoJack Horseman, and she would eventually get her own show, too, called Tuca and Birdie, that was also on Netflix, and then it moved to Adult Swim for two seasons. And Ralph produced that show, too, by the way, and uh, presumably he was... Uh, this is just a rumor. Uh, take it with a grain of salt. He was a he was roommates at college for three years at uh, Bard University with uh, Adam Conover, who was a very prominent person in college humor and would eventually be the main host and writer for his show Adam Ruins Everything. Adam Conover eventually would be uh, used in BoJack Horseman as many different voices, and uh, he's now like a major advocate for unions and strikes and getting fair pays, and that's pretty cool. Uh, at Bard College, he was learning about playwriting, and Ralph himself is vegan. Some other credits, other than his uh, show Claim to Fame, uh, he was a script docker, doctor for Lego Movie 2, which that just basically means you're a ghostwriter for a movie that needs to get touched up on uh, from, of the original script. And so, like, for example, they had a script doctor on for... Dawn of the Planet of the Apes uh, to refine a little bit about what the script was and uh, 
they eventually hired the script doctor to actually write for the final Caesar Planet of the Apes trilogy movie. So that's pretty cool. Uh, he's also a member of the comedy troupe Old English, uh, which he would written and appeared on the Exquisite Corpse Project, which I believe is a show uh, they did together uh, to like be funny. He also created another show on Amazon Prime with a fellow BoJack writer, uh, Kate Purdy, called Undone. And from what I know about that, it's a mind-bending, rotoscoped, animated series that uh, focuses on a daughter trying to find out what really happened with her father's death and whatnot. From what I hear, it's really good. Anyway, uh, the main topic, BoJack Horseman, let's, uh, let's get into some details. So, it was, uh, years on air, it was on air from 2014 for, uh, through 2020. It, it has garnered six seasons with, with a 30-minute Christmas special on Netflix. It has garnered three primetime Emmy nominations for arguably their three best episodes. And, uh... Where did the idea come from? Uh, Ralph got this idea about BoJack Horseman after first moving to Los Angeles. He started pitching a project that was passed on thousands of studios. And this basic idea is it's a family man who's a guillotine salesman during the Reign of Terror, which is uh, like during the French Revolution and all that. Anyway, uh... He's like the Peter Griffin or the Homer Simpson. He tries to keep his family together. Actually, he's more like Bob, Bob Bob's Burgers. And uh, he later moved in with his friend after uh, people pass on his project. Uh, his friend had a very nice house on the Hollywood Hills. But there was a catch. While it was a nice place to live for the meantime... Ralph felt like he was on top of the world, of course, but at the same time, he felt so isolated and very alone for the for the remainder of his time. Anyway, uh, uh, Ralph initially contacted Lisa again, as I mentioned, the production designer of BoJack, and they were good friends in high school, and they actually lived pretty close from each other when they were kids like eight minutes away but uh he contacted lisa to draw this horse character he came up with known as bojack the depressed talking horse which would be the initial initial start of the pitching process of bojack horseman for those who don't know pitch the idea and then you have to bring it up with a studio and if they pass on it they uh they don't buy it and then if they do accept it, uh, then they buy it out and they own it. And they can make as many seasons as they want or something like that. Anyway, uh, the pitching for BoJack Horseman went towards a production company called the Torante Company, who, uh, which was co-found and is still ran by Stephen A. Cohen and uh, previous Disney CEO Michael Eisner, who was responsible for everything in the Disney Renaissance, early 2000s Disney. And uh, 
initially, initially Eisner being the executive he is, want be wanting to change everything. He initially wanted Bojack to be a washed up racehorse instead of a washed up uh, celebrity sitcom actor, but uh, Ralph wished to keep that sitcom aspect to him but also he wanted he brought up the idea of focusing more on the ugly business world of hollywood being kind of a doggy dog world uh business they eventually uh did the horse runner stuff in season two and we will get to that uh but it definitely was a fair compromise, I'd say, and it even added a little bit to the initial story. Anyway, Ralph pitched the show to Netflix, uh, and he he also got Lisa to do some storyboards for him for this pitch. Netflix agreed to make this show on the condition they have it ready by the summer of 2014, which was as part of the original series story blocks, like... Uh, House of Cards and Orange is the New Black. Anyway, going into the show itself, we're going to start with the cast. Will Arnett plays Bojack Horseman, and if you don't know Will Arnett, you probably heard him as Batman in the Lego movies, and he was in Arrested Development. He played Sweet Tooth in the new Twisted Metal show, which was really good. This relationship is ever going to work between us. I need to feel free to party with a bunch of strangers whenever I feel like it. What? Basically, he's just kind of a fuck up. Anyway, the next character is played by Aaron Paul, who is, of course, Jesse from Breaking Bad. You can't keep getting away with it! He plays Todd Chavez, who's basically Bojack's roommate, uh, basically being the comic foil to Bojack. And uh, then Alison Brie, she plays Diane Nguyen, a Right, a ghost writer that actually becomes friends with Bojack and is sort of like a kind of like an anchor for him. Amy Sedaris, a businesswoman, she's in Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, all that jazz. Princess Carolyn, who's basically like an, a cat who is Bojack's agent and on-again, off-again lover. And then Paul F. Tompkins, I don't really know what he's in, but he plays Mr. Peanut Butter, the more successful actor, uh, more successful, more optimistic, more positive version of Bojack, uh, Golden Retriever, though. Uh, And that's basically the main principal cast, but of course... It's not a show without its guest stars. And so uh, they got a lot of guest stars. They got Wendy Malick, who was in Owl House. And she also played uh, Potch's wife in The Emperor's New Groove. Lynn Mello Miranda, you know him as Hamilton and all that shit. Stanley Tucci, a uh, celebrity. He's basically kind of well-known. Stanley Tucci. Uh, Zach Braff, Chicken Little, Cheaper Died a Dozen, Jessica Biel, Lake Bell, Christian Schall, Wendy, uh, not Wendy, uh, Mabel from Gravity Falls, Keith David, uh, Dr. Facilier from Princess and the Frog, Lakeith Stanfield, uh, Oscar nominated for Judas and the Black Messiah, and he was in the new Haunted Mansion movie. J.K. Simmons, you know him as J. Jonas. Jameson, you know him as Omni-Man, you know him as uh, 
Professor Fletcher and Whiplash, Matthew Broderick, the uh, older voice for Simba in the animated Lion King, Patton Oswald, Remy, and a new voice of Max in Secret Life of Pets, Angela Bassett, she played the actress, uh, the queen of Wakanda, Jeffrey Wright, I'm blanking, uh, oh, he was in Westworld and he played Commissioner Gordon in The Batman. You know Weird Al, he was in it, Weird Al's Weird Al, and of course, uh, you can't forget character actress Margot Martindale, who has the weirdest character arc in the whole show, but it definitely made me recognize her in Cocaine Bear in, in, in Infinity Train. These are just a few cast members in BoJack Horseman, but uh, you can look up the INDB, there's a lot, but... Uh, that's the stuff I wanted to point out. Uh, so, the basic synopsis. The story focuses on a middle-aged, wash-up sitcom actor who made it big in the 1990s in a full-house-styled show. And uh, that's the basic synopsis. But uh, now we're getting into uh, podcast rules. Uh, I am going to go... If it's a TV show, I'm going to be going by season by season. Uh give the basic synopsis of each season and then you can infer what happens in the other episodes and then for movies or for movies we're gonna break down the story and then later on we'll get into spoilers and then uh with special guests i think we're just gonna bring up special stories and like what they're interested in and whatnot, and I'll try and spin it to the plan I I want, but I also want to make sure it's good enough for them. Anyway, uh, see, we're going for BoJack Horseman, the TV show. We're going by the season basis here. So, season one, it starts out introducing the characters in the world, which, uh is unique it's california with humans and anthropomorphic animals something interesting it tells a story about the main character trying to write a biograph about a biograph about his life and how fucked up he is and whatnot and uh he recruits the help of a ghostwriter while showing the leaps and bounds of how much of a dummy this guy is both in the past and in the current time, we, uh, his uh, ill upbringing with his parents and uh, all that. And uh, then that's just the basic gist of it. Like, it does end on, like, season two setups and whatnot. But again, we're remaining spoiler-free for TV shows. We're just getting into simple synopsises. So that's that. Uh, so season two, uh, he starts to film on his dream project, which is about a, a anthropomorphic version of the racehorse secretariat. And uh, yeah, he is real. Look it up. Uh, there was a Disney movie about him and everything. Uh, while that is happening, other main character stuff goes on. The ghostwriter goes to Cordovia to write about a quote-unquote war hero. because uh, And she does that because she wants to get away from her crumbling mar- uh, relationship with uh, Mr. Peanut Butter and yes they are together a dog and a human don't question it and then uh, Bojack's roomies do, uh, and uh, the 
golden retriever basically goes to make business ventures that cause hijinks and kind of dark, funny stuff. Like they make Halloween in January, but they tear down the floor. And so there's tons of people that fall into a pit or they get uh, broken legs. And then there's also a ripoff version of Disneyland called... uh, uh, well, just Disneyland, and then that, it's just a whole episode of Disney suing them for using their name and likeness, but it ends in a really funny twist, and I won't say how, but it is really funny. Uh, and then season three, BoJack, uh, it gets his Oscar, camp- uh, he gets an Oscar campaign because of his movie he's in, but he still feels depressed. He hopes that this Oscar is finally something that could put him on the right track and finally make him feel better about himself. But he still is the same Bojack by burning bridges that ends in a tragedy that will forever change the shape of his life forever. Uh, Well, for the time we know him. Uh, Season four, after the events of season three, uh... Bojack, Bojack is gone from like the first two episodes and uh, basically just is missing, which does give us time to see uh, his uh, rival run for governor of California, his roommate finding out that he may be asexual, which is probably the only asexual representation minus here and there stuff in a show like this so that's cool the ghostwriter working with a feminist feministic centric blog website thingy and uh the agent going getting busy with the mouse that uh she had a blind date with to get a baby but uh the next we see bojack he's in michigan and at a unknown cabin the question is, why did he do that? Uh, and then later on in the series, uh, a new person comes into play that uh, that uh, puts into question and lead, gets some leads on uh, some surprising developments about uh, the entire family tree of Bojack that can that mainly focuses on his mother. And then season five, uh, Bojack is making a new show now, but uh, he starts to grow addicted to his medication. Well, quote unquote medication that helps him feel better, quote unquote. And uh, it causes him to lose grip on his reality, blending what he is filming with his own reality that uh, makes him... uh, makes him like kind of a psycho and uh while we're dealing with that the agent is in search of adopting a baby while the golden retriever and the ghostwriter move on from their relationship but in different ways causing depression pressure and maybe a little questioning if dating someone in their 20s in your 50s is a bad idea and spoilers it is don't do that please uh season six uh bojack is starting to realize he needs to get better and so he's going to rehab and is ready for a new change and a new life the question is though is 
is if the world will accept this new Bojack, well, new put past Bojack news finally catches up with him, which uh, does cause some big shocker twisties. Uh, some sub subplots include the roommate trying to make him amends with his mother who kicked him out for reasons. Uh, the rival becoming the face of depression with the singer. The agent trying to handle being a mother and a business uh, and a businesswoman during some strikes in L.A., which is cut. Another thing, well, we'll get into the whole thing. They they do predict a lot of stuff that's been going on right now. Uh, and then the ghostwriter moving on from L.A. and going to Chicago and basically trying to deal with her de- own depression and meeting new people. Anyway, that's the basic gist of the seasons. I did not reveal much, hopefully, and uh, that does entice some of my viewers into like, hey, this sounds interesting. I want to check it out. And uh, and then if, you, if you're still on the fence about it, I have a few reasons that may outside of the synopsis that might interest you uh it handles its themes so maturely and those themes can consist of depression addiction generational trauma grief abuse sexuality and it just utilizes excellent writing to elevate these themes that are so unique it also utilizes different art styles or like different ways of storytelling throughout the show, which conveys thoughts and character feelings, which some examples include there's an inner monologue of Bojack that is like super sketchy and super anxiety inducing, which is supposed to be that because it's like his stupid piece of shit brain or there's an episode that's totally underwater with little to no dialogue and then there's an episode where we go into the past but in the eyes of someone with dementia basically just remembering things weirdly and not remembering things and then the uh, and then there's an episode that reps grief by using uh, a using a ruining of a family cabin or a family or there's also uh, and then nobody is really perfect in the show they all have flaw their flaws it's not it's not a show where everybody makes up and just be all happy happy unlike sitcoms where they all laugh it off and off a flaw and they do a bit uh there's never a good resolution in Bojack where he tries to reconnect with old friends and try to like apologize for the way he acts and tries to amend things. But at the same time, he keeps pushing and pushing, pushing and pushing and pushing. And uh, it just burns a lot of bridges. And uh, it's just some of the even better characters like the Mr. Peanut Butter uh He's probably the funniest character. He's very comedic. He's very joyous and very positive. But at the same time, he lacks listening skills. And that's why he has four different exes that kind of it kind of shows in a season five episode. And I think it's we'll get to that as one of my favorites or it just shows characters going through depression, but they don't recognize that and how to treat it. 
and then also I kind of alluded to this. Uh, the show is very uh, topical in a sense where they're like, hey, this is going to happen. And if we look right now, that is happening. Like uh, they did a bit where they scanned uh, Bojack's face in case if he blows off production. And that is exactly what uh studios want to do with their background artists or there's also like jokes about uh like america liking guns more than women or talking about the abortion question and it goes into in deep and kind of uh south parky funny uh satirical takes on those takes a uh, lot of takes there. Uh, anyway, that's uh, some reasons, but I want to be a little more specific and recommend a few episodes to start with, but you may have to watch the whole show to understand what makes them so good. So here's a few episodes I like. The Telescope, Escape from L.A., Fish Out of Water, Best Thing to Ever Happen, That's Too Much Man, Hooray, a Todd episode, The Old Sugarman Place, Ruthie, Stupid Piece of Shit, Time's Arrow, Free Churro, Sh- Sh- The Showstopper, Mr. Peanut Peanut Butter Booze, Good Damage, and View from Halfway Down. And it, that's in no, I think it's in particular order. I went from season one through season five, but there might be some outliers where it's like, oh, I lumped this in the wrong season or whatnot, but I don't think I did. Anyway, Bojack is a one-of-a-kind one of show that kind of, that can blend wacky surreality with an understanding of sensitive subjects that are really still discussed today. And some of those YouTubers I want to talk about that do great analysis videos, uh, Chef Willis Productions, you may know him. He's uh, the funny uh, Tamatoa crab guy uh, who talks about DreamWorks, Disney, Star Wars, Marvel, all that jazz. Johnny Two Cellos, he does like adult cartoons and he has his own podcast called Cartoons That Curse, where they talk about adult anime, uh, where he and another cartoon creator, Toonrific uh, Tariq, uh, or just Tariq. And then this one I found this year, her name's Kitty Monk. Uh, she basically does like whole full-on 30-minute analysis videos on characters, and she does a great job on it. I like the characters. The show isn't perfect. It does take a little while to find its footing. Season 1 is regarded as kind of having trouble finding itself because at first it wanted to be Family Guy, super dark, super obnoxious, and super comedic but when season two onward released the show soared and became an understand an outstanding piece of television history i really only grasped what makes the show so unique uh in these this little 40 minute time frame as it has so much more to be beloved and you can see it for yourself if you want it's only five seasons you could probably binge it all in a weekend or a week depending what you want to do the show's on netflix and i hope it'll be up for as long as we as it can because they are removing 
content, uh, their own content for whatever reason, so I don't get it. Anyway, this has been my anime life, and the next episode will be uh, a little more unconventional. It's gonna, it's gonna focus on a show that's made by a YouTube creator and kind of shows how much she's gone through to uh, make it happen. And so uh, this is Declan and this is just a peek at my anime life.